protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all of the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the world of souls. imaginationless high find worker drone meat shields, those empty fetid dead machines that wallow in the hunger, misery, and need of ding a ding a ding 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 brand of communism, well you're in luck cause the only thing worse than white supremacy is Han supremacy. Get your G.I. Joe mortar catching frontline disaster waiting to happen, navigate him through a stinking terrain of people waiting to give death herself a hug in hopes of severing their mortal coil, then end the shame of living life without ever knowing freedom, social justice, race and gender based oligarchy, tax dollars going to keep the elderly alive in perpetual misery, forget cowboys and Indians, it's now Americans and Chinese, let them know who's boss now or else they'll buy out the company you work for when you're my age and rewrite history as we know it. Do you want to live in a world where 97% of fentanyl in these United States comes from the Red Menace. Wasn't fentanyl found in brave patriot George Floyd's system in both autopsies? China killed George Floyd, and we have to strike back against the racist, greasy slope behind the curtain, selling your parents carcinogen dildos and microwaves that break down after six months. Get your U.S. Armed Forces Black Trans Lives Matter Mobile Command Center to rain blows of guided missiles and heavy payload that will send our enemies to the great Kami catcher in the sky. Nobel Prize winning for the secret and illegal bombing of Cambodia back to the Stone Age, Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Eat your heart out. Crap on your daddy's action figure with his me Chinese. Me do joke, me do pee pee in your coke kung fu action grip. Just stomp those Chinamen through a mailbox like you do with any other race of people despised by their neighbors and around the world. Fold those squinting little shits in three and tuck them into an eternal sleep they'll never wake up because the enemy is like seafood they have eyes but no soul not like us not like america and if anyone is going to be ethno nationalists running a fully fledged national socialist state these days it's going to be our proud stunning gorgeous and brave melanated queens for a limited time the 44th armored strong feminine penis battalions in stores now unleash their fury on a horde of walking sacks of organs and shame who don't recognize them for the celebrated heroes they are and if anyone is going to strip mine the richest continent on earth with nothing but contempt for the natives and all of humanity, it's gonna be us and not those lily-livered gutter oil salesmen. Lead the 44th Armored Strong Feminine Venus Battalion into combat to stop China from securing the South China Sea with their artificial islands and expanding role in Africa, where they plan to establish a strong position and fuck over America and our Euro-poor Han Han, wee wee, oi blimey, in it, I mean utin bitter, mamma mia, no me gusta allies and those board board speaking, hairy breathed Scandinavians, where the Middle East runs dry and Africa will still have all its diamonds, gold, mineral, metal, and other reserves. To the world outside the United States, it's ours. Try and stop us. No more stuffed animals for 86 cents a piece and iPhones for a thousand dollars. No more dissolving America's network of small towns leaving only urban centers. 
like we're gonna have made in America tags on things again. We need war. They Chinese, they no trick. They go cough, cough, make you sick. Only you can stop the Red Menace with G.I. Joe. Buy it now or be prepared to tell Mars himself why you hate America. The love of my life is a kind and gentle woman, and I myself am warlike in my very nature. I carry the blood of commodores, rebels, and war chiefs in my veins, and to walk and bear witness to this world, this life, I cannot help but feel displaced. When I close my eyes, I hear the heaving of waves, the crack of cannons. I smell the sweat of horses and feel the weight of an axe in my steely fist. You people speak of conflict, of violence in our slick, safe society. Even as the cracks grow deeper in our modern institutions and ecosystems, you know nothing of true war. Perhaps you feel the pressures of psychic warfare raining on us, you and I. I hope you understand how much of a blessing that is. There's something to be said about the way I respond to conflict and violence. It makes me feel right. I swell in size. The bell rings and I'm alive again. Red-fanged hounds in my mind's eye stop nipping at my extremities and kiss my hands, curling them to fists. I'm beyond alive. Writing this, I recognize a common thread amongst those I call my brothers. We all share in the hunger. The knowing nod of those who've towed the line in hopes to protect and persevere. We've all seen the glory of those in the arena, victory or defeat. We've all shared sanguine smiles. Unfortunately, the world we're in is ran by soft-handed sycophants. Think of the authority in your life. Think of the grin of some pot-bellied local police hiding behind a gun and a tin shield. Think of the cowardly Twitter philosophs whose only martial art between weaving out of eye contact and gassing out while masturbating is their career-making posturing. Those are the gladiators of today, and my kind is forced to sit and hide our gnashing teeth and trembling hands. We are robbed of a just answer to these things. For what good is a warrior that has no battle? We are robbed of the inherent beauty of combat, of will against will in so many ways. Of course, sport provides some antidote. Pugilism has changed my life forever. But even then, we're robbed of the good stuff. We're robbed of the beauty and honesty of true conflict. A boot to the mouth transcends check marks, titles, or tenure. The song of struggle that rings out when bone and blood collide, a sacred hymn. In my own life, I've struggled with this. A dangerous game is to turn these things inward, making an opponent of myself. My only answer is to devote myself to a path of peace and to hone in on who my real adversaries are while always sharpening the sword. That's the closest thing to balance that could be struck nowadays. One day, I hope I am blessed to have a son, and he very well may carry that same fire and fury as I and the burrows before him. And I hope I can show him to be both loving and lethal. I hope I can show him to come in peace, but walk with war. So I was in like Herat province, Afghanistan, you know, which by the way is way prettier than fucking Idaho. And I was chewing some hash on the D-low with this Taliban guy a lot younger than me. He wasn't supposed to be doing that because the Taliban like outlawed drugs or something and I wasn't supposed to be doing that because I'm a fucking army ranger, bro. But anyway, I'm chewing some weedy bush hash with this Taliban teen and it's a real moment of peace, you know. 
I got my fucking, uh, like, souped-up M4 with the Trijicon Tritium Optic and a grenade on the mount. Slung it with my shoulder. He's got this piece of shit duct-taped AK-74 with a fold-out metal stock made out of, like, two car antennas welded together. And he's probably thinking about his lady's new burka and what Nashidal teaches baby son first, but it was peace, bro. Serene. And anyway, we're chewing this muddy, cushy, gushy, hashishi, bro, and you know what fucking happens? You know what fucking happens? I get a call. Phone starts ringing. He's fucking Biden on the phone. He says, what, Jack? Is this the White Castle? I said, no, Mr. President, this is John. I'm an Army Ranger. He says, I didn't think so, Jack. Get back to work. So I hang up the phone, spit out that homegrown sour patch, mud hash, bring a little trusty to my shoulder, click my quadruple optic night vision goggles down, and I tell the kid, start running. His feet pit a batter off into the night, never see his ass again. Siders. Big drama on Fifth Avenue today as the French consulate had to increase security again. Rumor has it that some of the congregants of the famous synagogue Temple Emmanuel a few blocks south are on the case, but the Lebanese ambassador could not be reached for comment at his townhouse. In other news, the lights are on at the Iraqi consulate for the first time since 2003. Don't call it a comeback, but I suspect someone is getting a makeover. Lastly, a little birdie told me to invest in Raytheon and Pine Island Acquisition Corp if you're trying to shed the stigma of being new money in the Hamptons this summer. On a related note, camo stuffs and Wooten slippers, vintage Defenders, and Willie Jeeps are so chic for summer 2021. XOXO, Jamie. And now, a word from our sponsors. Somewhere in all of that delicious, yummy, yummy, in your tummy goodness, there's a Yemeni child having the best day of his entire life. The day of his death. When you buy with Raytheon, you can be rest assured that your money is going to a good cause. A you cause. A Saudi Arabian cause. Our technologies are developed by rebels, inventors, pioneers of the American way to give you, the customer, the crispy, meaty mouthfeel that Raytheon is known for in countries all across the world. Never again fear that an unborn fetus still fed by its mother's placenta will grow up to be a Taliban soldier armed and funded by our generous shareholders, because, at the moment of its conception, under nature's law, our analysts determined that it was of military age and will have dispatched a Raytheon laser-guided paveway bomb to fuse its undeveloped body with the blackened limb pile of its future friends in such a patriotic show of force as will not have been seen since the massacre of the innocents by Herod. Raytheon. Hot. Messy, juicy.
in ancient war, there were cases of PTSD. People would come back disoriented, they would lose their senses, their sight, their hearing, for no reason other than trauma. And the Greek group or village or whatever it was, doesn't have to be Greek, but they would understand and they would help them through it uh, because they were savages and they were brutal and they didn't kick them out on the street with a heroin needle in their arm. Good God, the long-haired boys have lost control, exclaimed an unnamed army officer in response to the first atomic bomb blast in July 1945. The atomic bomb, this infernal invention of man, for it requires the splitting of the atom, the essence of existence, the building block of all that is. The division of creation will loosely ultimate destruction, but for a time this bomb, this rock spreading a man's hubristic desire to tame the Helios, had another name, Cosmic Bomb, Cosmic, Cosmos, a step of stars, mankind waging war with itself and current and future generations by draping the globe with glittering toxic stardust, ships of plutonium twinkling in every lung. If you believe in such notions of quantum physics and reverse entropy, this cosmic bomb represents an assault on the past as well. Each bomb blasts a minute yet acute blip in space-time, perceptible to the past where they possess the instruments to perceive. The cosmic bomb is an orgasmic bomb too, an immense and terrible little death that precedes total death. Helios blasting a mushroom cloud load of irradiated semen onto the face of Mother Nature. So then, these long-haired boys, the hippies as Faustian being, the embodiment of the Apollonian-Dionysian duality, hedonism versus reaction, machine versus spirit, modern versus primordial, not standing athwart the apocalypse, but it's harbinger. It's judgment-free, safe-space drum circle, levitating the pentagon, not to smash it, but to let it see all the more clearly. Because what is the apocalypse? The disclosure of great knowledge, the revelation of the method, the making manifest all that which is hidden. These are the mantras of alchemy, and the hippies, low priests of the new state religion, bomb power, the cosmic om. Foot soldiers of the alchemist, sorcerer, warriors of the Manhattan Project. Let us join hands and pray as evolved mutants beneath the planet of the apes pray. Glory be to the bomb and to the holy fallout. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Listen, grunts. I'm not here to tell you things will be easy. Nothing in war ever is. But we're coming out for the big win. And as long as we keep coming out, victory is inevitable. And what is victory? I suppose it means something different to everyone. For our enemies, victory means sending women's rights back to the Stone Age. That's right, grunts. We're talking Wilma Flintstone. But for you, and me, and the people back home counting on you, Victory means achieving the goals of third-wave feminism in 21st century Afghanistan. I know we're all tired and we want to go home, but it's not about us. It's about some 23-year-old Pashtun girl's right to be an art student in Greenwich Village, become a TikTok influencer, and have kinky sex with untold numbers of anonymous NYU film school graduates that she only recognizes by their Instagram handle, all while living off the proceeds of her grandfather's chain of poppy farms, which I am here to tell you no longer has any official relationship with Purdue Pharma. That's not why we have been protecting those farms. So stop spreading that conspiracy theory. It is problematic. Remember, we are fighting 
so that the Afghan woman is no longer required to wear the burqa as a sign of modesty and deference to her fundamentalist oppressors. And so that instead, the preppy girl from your high school can organize wear a hijab day at her college as a sign of resistance to white cis-heteropatriarchy. That's why you're here, passing out copies of The Beauty Myth and Men Explain Things to Me. That's why Private Garcia made the ultimate sacrifice last month. Sorry about that, by the way. <clears throat> we fight for the land of the free, home of the brave. And I'm asking each and every one of you, regardless of race, color, or gender and sexual identity, to stay strong until the very end. Which, by the way, is probably never. But remember, inside every oppressed Afghan woman, there's an American boss-ass bitch trying to get out. Saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of the incubators. Took the incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor. It was horrifying. I could not help but think of my nephew, who, if born premature, might have died that day as well. The Iraqis were making fun of President Bush and verbally and physically abusing my family and me on our way out of Kuwait. We only did so because life in Kuwait became unbearable. You killed a million people in Iraq. That is a separate... You killed a million people in Iraq. It's incredible that you have the brass neck to be sitting here now urging another Iraq war. Every German is a potential source of trouble. The German people are not our friends. You will not associate with German men, women, or children. The people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Communism should be stopped somewhere, and it might as well be in Vietnam, because first thing you know, communist China would love to get down into the Pacific. They don't have enough room for their people as it is, and they would just uh, take over everything if they don't stop them in Asia. You know, I went to a war. I didn't get killed. I'm back here. He was in a war. He didn't get killed. So many things in the war are fixed around the dollar. You know, somebody's making money, okay? And I don't want people making money off of me. Oil contracts, arms deals. Uh, the, the, the fact of the game, Lucy, is that the U.S., it, you know, it, it, when it talks about spreading democracy, what it really wants to do, uh, what it does is it uses uh, human rights violations as a pretext for intervention and for trying to destabilize and topple regimes which aren't amenable enough to U.S. interests. U.S. interests. 
to try to get countries that still outlaw homosexuality to change their laws. What led to this? Well, one major thing was the reported recent hanging of a young gay man in Iran, something that U.S. officials found to be quite disturbing. What I'm saying, sir, is we should have re revisited the situation after 1973 and not be the unqualified sole supporter of, of, of Israel at the moment. I think it earns America tremendous uh, pain and increasingly dead Americans uh, fighting wars that are not ours to fight. We may not want to call it a religious war, but that's what they're waging against us. When I came uh, into this office, I made two commitments that are more important than any commitment I make. Number one, to keep the American people safe. Number two, uh, to uphold the Constitution. And that includes uh, what I consider to be a constitutional right to privacy. Nobody is listening to your telephones. That's not what this program's about. They are not looking at people's names, and they're not looking at content. By sifting through this so-called metadata, they may identify potential leads with respect to folks who might engage in terrorism. Hey, so, uh, it says here you want to join the army. Yes. Why? Well, I was born in the light of the black sun. Pardon? You know, the, uh, green rays that nourish the true champions of the Aryan race. Come again? The glycine I've been supplementing has brought my ancestral memories to the surface, you see. If you know this. Huh. When my blood memories call for blood to be spilled, I hear my ancestors chanting now. Softly, but growing ever louder. I see. So I figured I'd sign up for whatever MOS leads most quickly to ranger school. Assassinations, whatever. You got a two on your ass fed. Well, uh, math and literacy are tricks of the devil. Noted. Next question. When do we learn how to align our chakras and, you know, draw power from the ground through our bare feet till it bursts out the tips of our fingers? Never. Well, that's uh, probably above your pay grade. Second question, how many knives can I carry and can they be throwing knives? Afraid I'm gonna have to circle back to you on that. Uh, sure. Do you have a Twitter? I don't have any other forms of contact with the outside world. Yeah, just write yours down here, okay? Happily. This address you gave us, correct? Yes. Any weapons at home? None yet. Noted. I think we're done here. You'll get in touch? Oh, yeah. We'll be in touch. Nowadays, it's so cool to be anti-war. You turn on the news, or you go on Twitter, and you have these big-shot pundits like Scott Warren and Ron Paul telling you, Oh, the Iraq war was a mistake. Oh, Afghanistan's a waste of time and money and resources and lives. What's so bad about war? Humans have been going to war for millions of years. What, you don't want us sending aid to Israel or to Saudi Arabia because they fund terrorism? You constantly ask the rich, what are you going to do with your money? What are you going to do with it? Plus, as the prophet Immortal Technique told us, most of the military is black and Latino anyways. 
What do you think is going to happen when they're out of a job? This is my penis. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My penis is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it as I must master my life. Without me, my penis is useless. Without my penis, I am useless. I must thrust my penis true. I must fuck harder than my girlfriend's coworker who is trying to cuck me. I must cuck him before he cucks me. I will. My penis and I know that what counts in war is not the minutes we last, the noise of our partner, nor the blue shoes we take. We know that it is the hits that count. We will hit. My penis is human, even as I am human, because it is my life. Thus, I will learn it as a brother. I will learn its weaknesses, its strengths, its parts, its accessories, its sights, and its barrel. I will keep my penis clean and ready, even as I am clean and ready. We will become part of each other. We will. Before God, I swear this creed. My penis and I are the defenders of my country. We are the masters of our enemy. We are the saviors of my life. So be it. Until victory is America's and there is no enemy but peace. Vice President Dick Cheney's with us. He happens to have a great sense of humor. Of course, the 46th vice president of the United States, his new book rocketing to number one on the charts, undoubtedly, In My Time, a personal and political memoir. Vice President Cheney, it's good to talk to you. Well, it's good to talk to you, Delora. And uh, I love the the music and the Star Wars uh, reference, and I was uh, honored to be uh, compared with Darth Vader. I was a private in the U.S. Army stationed in the Paktika province. The official story is that on June 30th, 2009, I abandoned my post and was captured by insurgents. A lot of people say I was a deserter. Other people say I had become anti-American and wanted to join the Taliban. That's not true. What really happened that day was I was taking a walk around the perimeter. I was listening to my iPod mini. I had my earbuds in and I was listening to my favorite band, War. The funk rock group formed in Long Beach, California in 1969 with such notable hits as Lowrider and Why Can't We Be Friends. The music was transporting me that day the intoxicating Latin rhythms. And before I knew it, I had become lost in the Afghani wilderness. I was discovered by Taliban soldiers and taken into captivity for five years. I tried to escape once, but was soon recaptured. As punishment, I was beaten and placed inside a small cage in solitary confinement sometimes for weeks on end. To keep myself sane, I would sing the songs of war. 
my guards, Hamid and Muhammad, would sing along with me. I taught them all the words to Cisco Kid. The same way that war had transcended racial and cultural barriers with a multi-ethnic lineup, I had done the same by sharing this music with my captors and earning their respect. I believe in this way I was able to keep myself alive. In 2014, the Taliban army traded me back for five Guantanamo Bay detainees. On dark nights during my captivity, I would fantasize about coming home to a parade. I would be riding in a 1966 Thunderbird convertible like from Thelma and Louise and the parade would end at an outdoor concert headlined by war. Instead, I came home to disgrace. They called me a turncoat. They said men died searching for me. Donald Trump called me a dirty, rotten traitor. I was court-martialed and dishonorably discharged for desertion and misbehavior in front of the enemy. I am no longer a prisoner of war in the literal sense, but I remain a prisoner of war whose music has seen me through so many hardships and continues to do so. Tastes change and trends come and go, but I maintain that they are my favorite band of all time. And that's a post I will never abandon. Libertarians go on and on about how the wars of today are the consequences of earlier wars we should have never been involved with in the first place. Without World War I, there would have been no World War II, no Hitler, no Stalin, but there also would have been no Call of Duty, no Saving Private Ryan. And I think we need to put that into perspective whenever we talk about any war, because war fucking rocks. I can see now some dull, noiseless, catatonic forms standing still in oceanic fathoms, hiding from the cosmic bonfire that burns through self-destructionary pain. The eunuchs self-duplicate, bacteria masturbate precambrian cocks to form the same fraternity, peace. But no peace, there is none. Sunny teeth suckle life made of higher stuff, and explosively burst from ten billion degree wombs into the crushing thigh pressure of the world's watery cunt. Emilacara and trial by arms race begins. Tendrils reach round to virgin untouched bellies to feast on guts older than God. Here is true life glimpsed in Cambrian eyes. The hundred million year old blood fertilizes sand and grows the anthropotic soul that crawls to radiated shores. Civil wars rock the globe as exoskeleton brother against brother is pitched under the shade of the newly greened earth. Each penetrating bones until the ghost has fled the field and seasoned for like the millennium long war that stretches from the self-same phylogenic tree. 
and from trillions of broken ribs grows better roses to bloom. Nuclear cells capture sunny gods to work away in fleshy minds. Reptile lords rule over nature's state. Unceasing wars rage. Colossus feeds on Colossus, obtaining even greater heights than was ever dreamed by the sun. Now hecatombs of life are offered up for change. No more silence. Stillness ends with nuclear Nazarene fission. The Gehenian flames bathe flesh, and Goliath dies. Now worms eat, and shit on bones of the once scaly kings. And from still burning rocks, new shoots break ash to conquer life. The cum struggles, and the savage burrs itself in the crimson of strife and screams. Rule now, O oh apes, mutilate and laugh. Thy fingers plunge into blood-soaked pores as screams ricochet off of foliage that drowns the infinity found in blue. Now torture transfigures into erotic sacrifice to God. Knives replace hands and pull from agape chest still beating hearts. What can replace this? Only those drunk on scenes of piercing warheads can see the glimmer of things to come. Lacerated flesh bleeds under the ground consummated by the years of war, mingling with the trillion year life that saw this world in its eyes, and now forms pathogens to impregnate man with older stuff than he. Chief Keith's Craigslist mercenary gang blasts music over the chaotic rubble, while bullets plunge themselves through self-motion into supple skin, only to emerge with a blood-coating placentic. And this babe that tears through life is named Eris, the womb of all, god of all, hearse of all life. And while Abel's blood screams for help, God laughs over all, shouting, yes. Aston read that letter, 
understood it as a likely successful attempt to get him fired, believed that the college had turned against him entirely, and calmly, rationally, chose death that night. Uh, Dover was called again that night by another member of the faculty expressing concern for Aston and did not check on him. Here's how Dover describes the morning after all of this. The next day, I got up from a long, sound sleep and looked out of the window across the fellow's garden. I cannot say for sure that the sun was shining, but I certainly felt it was. I said to myself, slowly, day one of year one of the post-Estonian era. For a little while, I even regretted my decision to retire the following year. What I'm trying to say is that I believe that conflict and aggression are fixed quantities in this world, and if there's no overt and total war, it is replaced by covert war, passive aggression, years-long campaigns to erode the sanity of others. It seems equally clear to me that we're in the midst of just such a war right now. With this in mind, open conflict, total war, stops seeming so bad, doesn't it? Starts to seem like the superior alternative. If it's between a single fight and a life of struggle against passive-aggressive indirect attempts to convince you to destroy yourself, uh, which one would you choose? You want to know how to get your dick 110% hard, purple, painful, veiny, throbbing, shooting the chunkiest ropes like chowder, you're gonna love this guy. Buy a drone and a cheap, prepaid SIM smartphone. You can get them cheap off Amazon, but you're gonna want to go someplace you can buy cash. Minimize your paper trail just in case. Head into the city. If you live in a rural area, it's worth the trip. Trust me. Find a busy area like a highway or any other high traffic street where cars and bikes are going fast. The more hectic, the better. You can use the drone or Google Maps to help you out on this one. Sit in your car or a secluded spot, somewhere you can let your boner loose, but still check the action. Put a couple towels down because the mess is gonna be insane. Take that drone up into the sky, look for a target, then dive off that shit. The screech of tires, crunching metal, popped like a fucking blood pinata. Juicy gush, fleshy slush, bone snap, gas pop. I've come hands free from this. But here's an advanced tip. If you have a couple grand in Bitcoin, you can pop over to your favorite darknet market and get access to some hacked hardware. They let you VPN in borrow a predator bee or gray eagle really do some damage i think it's chalked up to malfunction or blamed on china iran maybe they're leaking this stuff themselves but they're fully compatible with an xbox one controller 
Brother, I felt like I was pissing cum. It just didn't stop. Straight, dry, heaving dude, and it was still shooting out. Hope you enjoyed this guy. Oh, by the way, disclaimer, this is illegal, non-actionable parody. There are many legal and non-violent ways to get your nut busted, such as donating to Ella Emhoff's OnlyFans or dating a freshly legal adult. The year was 2012. It had been a long year. Between the convoy escorts to Coast, Gosney, and Kabul, and the middle of the night QRF Stantus, I was beat. Our new replacement unit had arrived, and they were rightfully jumpy as they had heard the stories of all the indirect fire and the occasional suicide bomber that liked to make themselves known to the front gate. My best friend and I were smoking outside of our clunky metal shipping containers that get converted into a home for a year. The day is ending, and the sun was setting, and the conversation started to drift towards the new unit. Their company first sergeant had been bitching some of us out earlier in the day for not sprinting into the bunkers like new kittens running from a loud noise. What a prick. My friend handed me another cigarette when, out of nowhere, the indirect fire alarm goes off. The metallic male voice croons, Incoming! 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 Eh, eh, eh. Then followed by the dull, heavy wump of 320mm Soviet area shells hitting the earth nearby. Then, bursting forth from somewhere behind us, comes the phalanx system, the computerized anti-projectile system that's supposed to keep you safe from flying objects. The red-orange tracer rounds arc over our heads in long strings, followed by the explosion of those same rounds. All around us, guys start sprinting towards the concrete bunkers that some poor unit had to dig and set a lifetime ago. Whenever the local Taliban lobs a gift over to you, you are supposed to run to cover until the QRF rolls out and confronts the assholes. However, on this night, we didn't want to run anymore. We collectively said, fuck it, and jumped on top of the chuse and watched a 100mm rocket arc towards the FOB's walls, only to miss its mark by about 500 meters. The Taliban didn't bring their A-team this night. The lights and sounds were dazzling as the failing system provided a show that rivaled any 4th of July fireworks show. Then, breaking the sound, comes a yell. It's the new company's first sergeant. Get your asses in the bunker! Followed by his impotent rage. My friend peeked over the edge of the chew and yelled back, Get fucked, First Sergeant! And we made our escape away from the area giggling like five-year-old boys. They later mounted an investigation into my unit to find who dared insult the ranking NCO. But they could never find out who it was. Now I have a chance to be a decent human being, for I am standing eye to eye with death. Wittgenstein wrote those words after his first sight of the enemy, 
It was World War I, and he had joined the Austrian army as a volunteer gunner on the Eastern Front. Eye to eye with death, a decent human being. I think most of the guys I know feel the same way. In other words, they don't feel like decent human beings. So they read books and watch movies and play video games about war instead. Why do young men want to go to war? Is this just super retarded romanticization? Probably. I certainly wouldn't know. Wittgenstein was then posted to a fighting unit on the Russian front as an ordinary soldier. His regiment faced the brunt of the attack and suffered enormous casualties in what was the war's heaviest fighting. If I lose heart or flinch when I hear shots, he wrote, that's a sign of a false view of life. Wittgenstein was always requesting to be in the most dangerous places, ahead of the front line, or in camps where typhoid had broken out. Did he just have a death wish? Do all the guys my age just have a death wish too? Probably. He wrote, Perhaps the nearness of death will bring me the light of life. May God enlighten me. I am a worm, but through God I become a man. God be with me. Amen. The following program contains graphic depictions of extreme rhetorical impropriety, impolite speech, and imminent threats to psychological well-being. Viewer discretion is advised. Bridgehead is made possible by generous donations from viewers like you. Thank you. Learn more at pms.bridgehead.gov. A war is being waged in the Middle East, but the enemy has evolved. Soldiers thought they were signing up to face a foreign threat, but the threat they encountered was all too familiar. Bridgehead sent a team of embedded journalists to risk life and limb to report on an epidemic that was going unchecked. What they discovered has rocked the military enjoyment, morale, and sentiment complex to its very core. Men behaving badly, boys being boys, direct violations of the commander-in-chief's explicit orders to take daily selfies with catboy filters, and instead indulging in extended smoke breaks using unfiltered cancer-disseminating cigarettes. These brave journalists witnessed grab-assing, shit-talking, grammatically incorrect speech too hot for the barracks that had migrated to the caves. When good old boys should have been blowing ragheads away, they were consorting with them, turning former Taliban control centers into speakeasy dens of iniquity. It became clear to Bridgehead that we found a new choke point in the war for the soul of humanity. It wasn't the West versus the Middle East. It wasn't America versus Afghanistan. It wasn't drones versus ring bearers in Yemen. It was common decency versus men. This week on Bridgehead, behind enemy lines, bombs in the boys chat. This was like, 
1999 or so, and I was all, you know, Noam Chomsky, Howard Zinn, all that punk rock. The United States is responsible for all war, it's all imperialism, all bad, all that bullshit. And so we used to call this kid 1217 because he was 17 when we met him, but he looked like he was 12. You know, freckled, howdy doody, kind of face, blonde, glasses, real skinny. And even though he, you know, he was 12, 19 at that point, but we just called him 1217 because that's what he was when we met him. So anyways, we were all hanging over at my buddy's house where we were, you know, his parents would let us get wasted over there and not, buy, not tell her folks what was going on. So it was kind of like the party spot. He had a crush on this girl, and we kind of knew, you know, he was he was more straight laced than the rest of us. So we got it, we got to drink, and he was a lightweight, obviously. So we, we got him real fired up in front of this girl that he liked, you know. And he 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 made an ass of himself. He said a bunch of dumb shit. He started dry humping a mannequin. Anyway, basically, he made her so uncomfortable that she she left. Once he realized we were gassing him up, he got fucking heated, and he starts going. You fucking communist faggots, you little pussies. And we just keep laughing at him as he's going, because, you know, there was, PC wasn't a thing back then, so we weren't getting all offended like you would now. You could hang out with people you disagreed with. But he just kept getting madder and madder, and he was, I'm gonna join the fucking army, and I'm gonna go to this country, because this country is great, and you fucking ungrateful commie fags don't appreciate that. And I'm gonna come back here, and he, and he says, I'm gonna and I'm gonna take a gun of How do you like that, you faggots? And we just fucking die, because what the fuck do you say to something like that? So anyways, you know, right after this happened, I go to jail, 9-11 happens. So between those two things, all my friends start thinking about enlisting, you know, part patriotism, part like time to get our shit together, we can't hang around getting arrested. So I'm on the phone in jail, talking to my buddies, you know, like a fucking asshole in hindsight, and telling them, oh, don't sign up, they're gonna brainwash you, man, you know, you're gonna become a tool of the system, you're gonna be killing foreigners, America's a great Satan, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure they're sitting there listening when I'm on the phone making the, the jerk-off motion with their hand, because who the fuck is this idiot in county jail telling me not to make a bad life choice? So anyways, they all enlist. Some of them yeah, get easy jobs. They get, you know, get out of the service, make a lot of money, do well. Some guys do infantry, get a little fucked up, but they get their shit together. I get out, I get my shit together, I grow up. You know, we keep in touch even though we don't see each other much anymore. And so years later, we're all hanging out at a, at a cookout, kind of reunion of sorts. And we're not really talking about politics too much because this is the Trump years and it's touchy now. And some of our friends are like fucking marine biologists and shit, so you just know you mentioned Trump, they're gonna fucking go off. But slowly, you know, me and all the guys who enlisted kind of edged close together, and you know, they're all fucking straight-laced dudes, we all got kids, everyone who served married an Asian girl, and so we're drinking beers, and at one point someone's like, Trump, right? And we're all like, fuck yeah, man. And 12.17 is there, but now he's more like 12.40. And I'm like, hey, dude, you remember that night we got you drunk? And he's got a sense of humor about it now, and we laugh. And I'm like, nah, dude, though, you were right. 1217 was right. Whenever you're ready, Mr. Smith, put on your virtual reality headset, and your MDMA therapy session will begin. 
All right. Here we go, I guess. Welcome to your first PTSD MDMA virtual reality therapy session. MDMA therapy has been proven to be the most reliable method for treating returning veterans PTSD. And we here at Psychom are at the forefront of MDMA virtual reality therapy. Now you might be feeling some nausea at the moment as you're currently coming towards the peak of your experience. This is no cause for alarm and we will be providing a tranquil atmosphere for this stage of the experience known as the come up. Please choose a relaxing setting that you find most pleasing. Goddamn right I'm about to fucking puke my goods up. You have chosen beachside. You know this is kinda nice. My stomach's already feeling better, in fact. You are now arriving at the peak of your experience. At this point, you may notice that your heart rate is elevated. This, again, is no cause for alarm. Oh my god, you weren't kidding. It's hopping out my chest. You know, I don't normally listen to this gay shit, but I think some techno would sure as shit sound good right now. This, too, is to be expected. Now play. Oh my god, this stuff must be made for this. I can't stop fucking moving my jaw, man. Look. You are at peace with the world around you. What you experience overseas does not define you. You have never killed anybody. Nobody has ever hurt you. You have never hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. You will get off of opioids. You are not addicted to opioids. You have a strong, stable support group around you. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. But I heard all those people, Mama. I killed those people. I know they were bad, but... You didn't kill anybody, Ryan. Nobody got killed. I saw my friends die. Everybody was dying. Good boy, Father. Ryan, shake up, you fucking pussy. Huh? those fucking tears off your face. I'm sorry, Dad. It's just this drug. Nobody died. And even if they did, some woo-woo hajibis aren't going to change the world, whether they're here or not. Okay, okay. They'll shape up. <laughs> this concludes today's therapy session. I bet you're feeling a lot better. You know?
know I kind of Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Therapy session 2 will involve research chemicals such as 2CB in addition to your MDMA dose, as well as a simulated combat scenario. That sounds kind of tight. Thank you for choosing Psycom for all your mental health related needs. The year is 2036, and the Chinese equivalent to Operation Stargate has yielded results affecting a revolution in military strategy. Tibetan Buddhist masters of demonic consultation were conscripted by the Chinese People's Army into a weapons program in a subdivision of the Office of Research into parapsychological phenomena. They discovered that, with a circle of spiritually developed elders working in tandem, they could focus their combined mental powers to reduce the vibrations of the molecules in nuclear warheads to suppress a nuclear reaction. The result was that nuclear ICBMs became obsolete overnight, and military doctrine reverted back to the 1930s, with open warfare between great powers being dragged back onto the table. Israeli intelligence was able to capture ethnically Chinese intelligence assets using sexual blackmail so heinous that even in China it was unconscionable. The Sino-Israeli intelligence assets in this program, codenamed Silencer, were able to slip the methodology and findings of Silencer back to the United States so that both powers could disable long-range nuclear bombardment and confront each other on the battlefield, like in the older times, when men walked as gods on the earth, thereby ensuring maximum loss of human life between the two powers. This nuke-disabling weaponry, since it's based on rare and precious talent, has not developed to the point that it is able to stop all nuclear explosions, so they have to pick and choose which bombs to stop. They can't stop all of them, so they mostly stop the big ones. A new military doctrine emerged in which armored and infantry divisions advanced parallel to rolling aerial bombardments using mini-nukes. Doors boxes opened and the nukes are now free to play in the constrained parameters of the battlefield. At least now since warfare has reverted from the plane of the mental to the plane of the physical, maybe we can slow down with the lies. The Chinese established a beachhead in Los Angeles on February 19th. Before they came ashore, they launched an EMP attack, disabling electrical devices in a 250-mile radius. The stretch between Los Angeles and San Diego is what they call Pod World now. When UBI rolled out, it came with free Wi-Fi, housing, VR headsets, and buckets of rice. Most stay plugged in in the digital world now, taking the occasional break for food, stretching, and sunlight. On the 19th, the ocean of the damned had their power go off unexpectedly, leaving them in silence and clarity, a moment of hideous and unrelenting introspection before they were consumed in apocalyptic fire. It's February 22nd now, and we're attacking their position tomorrow, 
so I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I know I'll die tomorrow, but that's fine. I have a picture of my wife, Fu, that I keep in my breast pocket, like the soldiers of yesteryear did with their wives. I don't say anything to her, but I like to imagine the warmth of affection. It helps me get to sleep. I pray that maybe God will let me have something like that after I die, but he doesn't like you to have sex, so probably not. Our troop is rolling out to San Fernando to try and set up a hard point there. It's a key node where the roads intersect. It controls a lot of access in and out of Los Angeles from the north. I think this was probably always the best outcome. Tomorrow, I'll die a hero, and no one will ever have to find out how far I was from getting control over my own life. It would be improper to discuss war without bringing up Vietnam. You see, Vietnam has defeated the Mongols, Siam, France, the United States. They could probably wipe the floor with Russia, too. Oh, they beat China, but who hasn't? Um, they beat China on multiple occasions, actually. Now, before you start wondering what they put in the water over there, you have to realize that the place is naturally a guerrilla tactician's playground. There's grass that you could hide an elephant in. There's geography conducive to tunnel systems. There's jungle that traumatized some American soldiers. And good luck, because if you do find one out in the open, the man in the black pajamas is behind 80 million traps. You know, the snow speaks Finnish, and the roofs might speak Korean but the jungle speaks Vietnamese. Tran Hung Dao wrote a lot about how to enter guerrilla warfare if you could be bothered to hunt down a translation. <sighs> Why can't I ever stay asleep at this time of night? Oh, well, I need an Ambien or something. How can you get Ambien? Oh, well... Let's see what's on TV. And I'm running for Texas Senate. Everyday life for our returning veterans is getting worse. A staggering amount have come back with opioid addictions and nobody is assisting them. <laughs> I plan to do something for our veterans. Unlike my opponent, Ahmad Hazik, that name alone should probably let you know that Ahmad probably supports the sort of enemies we're fighting overseas that have left our veterans partially exploded and dressed in a triple action blast exploder. Guaranteed to leave your annoying sister drenched. Up next on the Things That Happen channel, past extraterrestrials. As you can see, in the painting, the nipples are perfectly shaped like saucers. But for now, back to Vietnam, a time of turbulence. 
tensions were on the rise in the United States, with a very clear divide between the generations, the likes of which the United States hadn't seen before. These wars, brother, we don't need them. It's like Credence said, man, I ain't no military son, man. If everybody could just see how far out the world is, we wouldn't be out here killing each other, man. The natives knew they were just going with the flow until we came and forced a bummer on everybody. Our husbands and wives. Hi, welcome back to the whole picture. Today we'll be discussing what's been on everybody's minds. Will there be a second civil war? And if so, whose team will you be on? Ruby, we absolutely headed towards another civil war. There's absolutely no question at this point. Half the country, white supremacists, and the rest of us just want equal rights. That is and absolutely ridiculous. Uh, will you let me finish? Now, Megan, why do you say that that's ridiculous? I mean, a lot of people say that this is a racist country. And it's because it is. This is getting because it is. You know that's ridiculous, and it's frankly offensive. Uh, half the country are Christian conservatives. We aren't owning slaves. First off, don't you ever tell me that something I say is ridiculous. Oh. You are not a black person in this country, so you do not understand what we have to deal with. You, that's your privilege speaking. That's your privilege speaking. And, you know, there's no question for me, you know, I'm going to be on the Antifa side because, you know, the Antifa is the modern equivalent of the North. And a lot of them do have the beards. I mean, they, they look Abrahamic. They do look Abraham Lincolnic. They're skinny, they're tall, they've got the beard. Perfect gift for the veteran in your family. With hyperinflation threatening the value of the oil-backed dollar every day, give them something that will survive the economic collapse we're headed towards. Each artistically crafted coin displays an image representing the diversity of our men, women, and gender non-conforming in uniform. Images ranging from stunning and brave tea babes guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan to based gamers operating drones and striking hospitals. It only takes one person to declare war, man, and I hate it. Let's say someone really wants your kid broke, dead, brainwashed, right? And you don't hate them or anything, you just uh, politely disagree. They keep trying, boom! War. Let's say someone really thinks you shouldn't be able to own anything, and you think it might be nice to own some things. If they don't budge, it's war. Some people have all these great ideas about what me and my currently imaginary kids ought to be doing, and I'm at fucking war. Spiritually, if not physically, no choice of my own. It's a real bitch, man. Now Han Fade. 
Ghost jailers, take off thy chains to ghost cities teeming with guelo names. They're being built for us, don't you see? Fair earth is being rearranged to heavenly decrees. The new Silk Road, new Axis Mundi, Eurasianism triumphant. John Dewey's Colossus guards the Bering Strait, looming from glacial cold, his shadow cast over the ice floats melting, high-speed rail to the new tropics of everywhere. The Polar Express, Pacific Empire of Peace, Feng Shui, Xi Jinping, and Royal Red bequeathing low-interest loans. The globe is open for Bildung announces the Gertian Santa Claus and in rushed five-year plans, attuned to every turning of the Zodiac. Begone, vampire queens. Begone, glowing feds. Liquidate the thalassocracy. The swamp is drained and farmed. An iron rail connects Irkutsk to Lisbon. From Boston to St. Petersburg, you ride in luxurious abodes, all watched over by gamers of loving grace. Yes, the real-time strategy management in the abundance of tech tree completion, all triumphs accomplish nothing left but to cultivate this, our garden, this garden at the end of the world. Zhongwu, the middle state, in balance attained for millennia of war, with British Corsairs dumping fentanyl into the Qing Rust Belt, tea barons whose power came from Chinese engineering, the compass, the magnet, the printing press, the steamship, theosophy, tarred Wu Wei with laissez-faire, centuries of these mistranslated ideograms. O oh, Ezra, or Pound, who did his best to make some sense of what he found, Cast off these chains, ghost jailers. The Guelo are libertarian guys with Asian wives. And for whom are these ghost cities being built? Why the new Varengian guard, who will eat dumplings from the rooftops of skyscrapers watching the horizon, where the edifices of new construction roll into infinity, a new world built new, a renewed world, supped deep wells of the ancient east, a cold, numbing spice, almost sour and minty, these flecks of Sichuan peppercorn and pickled ginger will cleanse the palate of all American excess. No more shall the sages bow to the financiers, no more. The sages shall a new Brahmin caste compose, smoking long pipes with long light beards, unfurling news from heaven. The great go-board of policy played again by royal gentlemen in towering man-made mountain ranges, and we shall cultivate our Chinese garden. We will rake the sands and move the stones, black and white, into harmonious patterns, preserving an emptiness for natural space. And what shall we be growing, comrades, while the harvest moon glows red?
All hail to the great Satan, on mushroom clouds he rides, in super fortress bombers that abyss the laughing sky, and through aerial gunners incense ascend to war with heaven. Forth and into fire, forth from sublime of Trinity tests to plots of anti-Eden, eschatons, regiments rowling in the atom split, a million amphetamine eaves with Adamic juice injected, to have once again our genesis androgyny mocked by rib of man. Neurotic thirteen-year-olds longing for electroshock to the balls, administered until orgasm by the bimbified icons of their loveless single mothers. Let these be trained as our three hundred Spartans of comic book Thermopylae, our marching arms for a traveling circus, our corroded spears for explosive fireworks, adorned in uniform, bought from Party City, here in tattered cape to end, not with a whimper, but a bang, that the triumphant spectacle of life's stream theater may vault our day of judgment. Beelzebub, Belial, Mammon, fallen legions of pandemonium, the hosts of hell are in pastel arms arrayed, to plunder orient gold as the rainbow doth bend, to bind the gaudy sun. Bear up the nuclear arc of our LGBT tetragrammaton with corporate boards and covenant, whose aluminum tablets of Amalekite lawlessness drop from burning engines and battles flight inscribed. Silicon Valley, a second Pearl Harbor, VR tantric orgies frenzied in the final doses of LSD as they wail, war is hell, war is hell, war is hell. And again incarnate as episcopalagic microbes studied under scopes in their peace-loving colonies to make mechanized hazes multiplied by chemical mitosis that flood through sweating pores and swarm the flesh to bursting. Not now for us, beyond dichotomy of over and under man, to be some Patroclus beating a man's skull open on the bloody plains of Troy. For us Homeric hamlets, who cast no shadow as we jump from utmost limit of our atmosphere and strive with monstrous nature. We have cracked Achilles' eardrum with Pythagorean monochords of cannon fire, and like Diomedes with Athena's flamethrower charged, wage war against the god of war and win. The entrails of Olympians kicked about our sandals, death to birth circled back by our all-women's artillery squad, when man naked out of the womb is returned in pieces thither. Hallucinogenic gamer juice berserkers by Neuralink wired to social credit killstreak score rewarded, kamikaze drones schizophrenifying their minds as they switch mid-suicide from pineal gland to a chipital lobe, on taxpayer-funded hive mind consciousness, synaptic sharing streams for an MLG Pro wedding assassination trick shot, and dopamine marining down will the world and stream seas drown, fiber optic communications cables that the leviathan expanse asphyxiate all for pornocratic dominance of lady liberty, incel yellow fever gang rape deterred through the matrilineal pay to impregnate OnlyFans family business models of Hong Kong widows that for their conquerors CRISPR edit military sperm donations reduce virtual daughter harems competing in capitalist freedom with the unexpected merger of King Com and Halliburton, asses to assets and plutonic libido amalgamated for human resource investment in the Asian enslaving lusts of vaginally tidily ruled tumbler princessdoms. Their mawkish moralities were hawkishly appeased by torture detention camps used as sets for propaganda and diverse cast live action adaptations of Harry Potter Marvel Abu Ghraib crossover smut, shipping the Incredible Hulk with Hermione Granger. Oh, celestial emperor, by heaven mandated to lead the funeral of state, behold on the horizon incarnadine, condemned in the mists of industry, our barbarism, cosmic barbarism of Thanos cock. 
Venoscock more fertile than grapes of Dionysus. Venoscock more erect than arrows of Apollo. No paganism now to triumph over Venoscock. No vigor, no vitality, no yes to life. Venoscock is milk to completion. Venoscock cooms the coom at the beginning and the end of all things. World-finishing coom of a tem in chaos untamed against Pharaoh's kingdom. Coom unto coom overflowing into coom from Venoscock cooming forever. What more to mog the Clothmos than Venoscock? What more to accelerate Kalayuga than Thanoscock? What more to study of Rockefeller, Carnegie Ford, their glorious works, global hot air balloon, spry crystal sky republic, climaxing in Thanoscock? Millions for this mountain dew elusis of America, their dreams sublimated to Thanoscock. Blessed eternal to burn with vulgar, all-penetrating power of Thanoscock. You will submit to Thanoscock. Venoscock that rises in Disney Castle Towers. Venoscock that glides by Amazon Zeppelin Warehouse. Venoscock that flies on Tesla Starship rockets. The Aquarian Age is come, undone, undone, undone. The Aquarian Age is come, undone, undone, undone. The Aquarian Age is come, undone, undone, undone. Jesus, the Messiah, in his second coming, rides into the city of angels on a mule tractor truck with finned ichthys of munitions metal crying, the devil's work is done, the devil's work is done, the devil's work is done, in the Aquarian age is come, undone, 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 in the Aquarian age is come, undone, 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 in the Aquarian age is come, undone, undone, undone. J. Ultra.